another episode of It's Almost the Weekend. Just took a big sip. I don't know why, as soon as we started the episode, I thought it would be time to take a sip of coffee. <laughs> as soon as you, uh, you, we finished the count, I was like, take a big slurp right now. I'm not going to oh, do the dude. intro. Darian can do it this time. And then, <laughs> then it was my time too soon. Uh, yeah, well, I hope uh, everyone's got something they can slurp nearby because this is going to be one slurper of an episode. Oh, God. I'm actually a little nervous for this one, i got to say. <laughs> really? Yeah. This is, this is like, I feel like the um, the monthly games club episodes are just a kind of episode off. So yeah. I'm, I'm very relaxed right now. Oh, good. Oh, good. I, I have strong... And I've had this in the past with these Games Club episodes. Dog mm-hmm. ate my homework energy this episode. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see uh, what we both thought of Slime Rancher 2 because um, I, I played it at your night. You know what? How are you, Joe? We'll get into that later. How, how are you doing? How is your life right now? <laughs> the dog's name is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what's been going on? Um... Geez, not a whole lot, you know? Just been cruising, vibing, chilling, all of the above. Um, You've been playing Zelda. Just I'm, tell me about I've Zelda. I know you want Zelda. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Zelda. Um, we'll talk about Zelda maybe in a little sec. I want to I I hear how you've been going and what you've been doing and stuff. But yeah, I've been mostly playing Zelda. Played some ground with you yeah. last night and earlier on, which was really cool. We finished yeah. the like main events of the story, I guess. There's still the final thing to do, which I think... They've done a crafty in that game. They've like put the end game and actually made you do stuff for the end game to like mm. round it out, which is kind of mm. cool. Yeah, I like that format. It's kind of like they've designed the story in the open world and then like to it's kind of like the true ending that you get in a lot of games and instead of instead of just giving this like cop out ending and then making us work for the true ending they're just like nah you're not getting an ending at all like you got to go the whole way (laughs) yeah yeah and and i mean it makes sense like in the world Mm. as well which is so like everything else in that game makes sense like imagine if they made you big again and then they were like okay just kidding you're actually tiny again you know <laughs> yeah to keep so. playing the game because obviously you can't keep playing the game after you're big again imagine they'd make you big again but they're like we've made a, a life-size replica of the yard <laughs> <laughs> it's just the exact same shit <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny yeah yeah um yeah that's but yeah what I've been playing. not a whole Sick. lot else uh yeah I've, I've been feeling like that guy on that nintendo i think about him all the time did you see that nintendo ad featuring the sad man I'm sorry, what? No. <laughs> there was a sad man on a Nintendo ad and uh, he was playing Tears of the Kingdom on his commute to work and it made his life slightly better. Did you see, did, <laughs> oh did you see this? No, I've, I've never even heard of this. Oh my God. It, it's a really weird little ad and I keep thinking about it. It had this guy who's like, you know, we're in a suit. He's fairly successful. He's got a house and a wife. Um, <laughs> Which are the measurements for success. That's how you measure success in, <laughs> in post-capitalist society, as we all know. Oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, he he seems unfulfilled with his life on the bus, getting to work. If only he had something to take up his time. He pulls out his switch. Tears of the Kingdom is on there. He plays. A smile uh, creeps its way across his elderly face. No, he's not that old. Um, but yeah creepy smile happens and um yeah dude it's weird it's a really weird commercial because it's like that that vibe that they capture in that um ad of him i mean he plays with the sound on on the bus which is psychopathic but not not (laughs) that part we don't condone that like pirate nintendo games but Mm. don't like have the sound on during public transport that's just not on don't disturb fellow commuters, you know, right? Right. If, you, if they're in the quiet carriage, do not disturb them. Don't play your phone speaker on that or your switch. I don't want to hear Zelda Link. on my commute. Yeah, hard agree. Um, so, yeah, but he's just, he exudes this vibe. And every time I've been, I'm playing on the train, I can't help but, you know, summon his visage into my mind and feel kins- oh. kinship with this old man. <laughs> he keeps getting older, but you're saying he's not old. What, he's not old. Which he's is like, it, Joe? He's like 35, you know? He's not, he's not 
<laughs> this geriatric Zelda <laughs> yeah. player. Octogenarian man. Yeah, no, he's not that old. Oh, my God. And so you've been playing handheld a little bit. On public transport, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, if I, I Usually during the week, I don't have a whole lot of time to play um, after work. And so right. I get my, I have like an hour there and an hour back on the train. And it's usually some amount of that, which is handheld. Right. Yeah. How do you find it runs handheld? Because I tried it for like five minutes once just to see. And it was like chuggy McChug train tracks, if you know what I'm going for. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, it's not too bad. You know, I've, I think this game is a real mixed bag for performance. It seems to be mm-hmm. like fine doing certain things, which you think would be intense, you know, like jumping from an island in high in the sky and soaring to the floors beneath without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you'll like chop a tree down and a couple of fruits fall from it and it's like oh no you know like, <laughs> yeah totally yeah yeah totally. so i'll say it's fine yeah mm-hmm. handheld yeah it's fine but you wish you had a steam deck i wish i had a steam deck steam deck i wish i was playing in 4k i wish uh many things <laughs> i wish to not be reminded of the old man darian but here we are <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah, um, look, I've been I've been playing a lot of Zelda too. Mm. I've I've been trying to just put my optimistic cap on, you know, okay. and just like have a good time. Um, and it is a very fun game. It it really just like copies and pastes the formula from the first one, and mm. it's just a knockout formula. So like, yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, but I am finding that like whenever they do something new, it's fantastic. Like 40, 30 to 40% of that game is just incredible. It's mm. just the best of video games. And then like the other 60 to 70% feels pretty mediocre for me. Um, is, is that just on behalf of the copy paste nature? Yeah, like it just feels super egregious. And I mean, we come on this pod and we talk shit about the Pokemon <laughs> cash grab yes, and yes. like Ghost of Tsushima and like... Man, playing Tears of the Kingdom, I'm like, okay, Elden Ring was way better than I initially thought. Dark Souls 2, way better than I initially thought. Like, if this is going to be the standard for what is not only good, but incredible, then, like, man, we gotta we got to start giving other games their due because yeah. Zelda commits so many crimes. <laughs> <laughs> those, those video game crimes, we got, we got to send Zelda for jail for that shit. Yeah. So... Um, Maybe we can go about this in a little bit of a different way because I, I have crimes that I've seen. I've witnessed crimes. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I want to see if these crimes resonate with you. Yeah. All right. Um, um, and then maybe hit me with your, your bonus crimes. All right. My uh, judiciary ear is waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree for the most part. Um, I think it's also like partially, we, were talk- we spoke about this in the DMs a little bit, but I think you being slightly fresher off like a near like 100% run of Zelda Breath of the Wild has mm-hmm. made this problem potentially shine a little brighter f- for you. Um, f- for sure. Like, I remember the Hyrule overworld like Dark Souls. Like, yeah. I know where everything is. And yeah. a part, I mean, I don't know if it was a big part or a small part, but for me, one of the things that made me feel so connected to that original overworld was just the complete mystery of what's around every corner. Mm. And that kind of goes into that formula that I was talking about, right? So the way they've designed that game is, and it's just, it's magical. And it's that lightning in the bottle thing. And they've just copied and pasted it. But like, wherever you are, you can see a couple of points of interest. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then you move and those points of interest change. And it just feels like every time you walk, a hundred meters in that game, the landscape changes. And when you're unfamiliar with the landscape, it's just like, it's, it's a 10, it's a straight 10, that feeling. Yeah. So that's probably one of the main crimes that you might be witnessing that for me is not near a crime at all. Like, I don't remember the overworld. It feels completely different. I don't, I don't remember where anything is. Um, I remember like the central part a little bit, but even that feels different to me because there's like other features in the landscape now, I think, I don't know. I'm not, I haven't like compared them one to one, but it feels slightly Mm -hmm. different anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's probably, you know, ghost crime number one. Um, (laughs) yeah. Crime number two. And I, I noticed this last night and I was starting to get a little bit, um, a little bit 
annoyed with it was I went to Hatano Village, I think it is. Yeah. And, Which um, I like to call hate no, but go hate, on. Hate no. Yeah. Hate no more because actually no, keep hating. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, flying off the rails with this one. Um, yeah, it's it it was really copy pasty from the original. You know, there was like the dude who's like, "Hey, I'm guarding the town," except he's a boy this time. And then there's mm-hmm. like someone else who's like, "Hey, I got a crush on this person." You're like, fuck, what the fuck? This is like mm. really similar. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I, I really noticed the layout being pretty much the same, except for some extra, you know, visual tweaks that they'd made. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, just just put a put a pin right there because that's like the entirety of Hyrule for me. Yeah, it's right. Ex- a exactly the same, except there's a bit of debris. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's some debris. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but credit where credit is due, they've played Elden Ring, and they were like, "So caves are a good idea." Caves and, and wells. Caves and wells and the caves and wells are really, really cool. So, um, yeah, bouncing off of that, dude, going into the underworld is my favorite part of the game. It's so cool. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting to feel that way, but I love the exploration feeling of wandering around in the dark and mm. like coming across stuff. I came across a bunch of stuff too early. And then the way the game adapted around me was really cool. Um, right. I maybe don't want to spoil exactly what that stuff is, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I found that to be like really uh, impressive um, mm. because I, I I didn't mean to stumble on. I was going somewhere else. I was going to like you find treasure maps in caves <laughs> every now and then, and they're like, "Hey, there's a an X on your map now. Go check it out." Yeah. And so I went to go check out an X, and on the way there, I stumbled across all this shit, like this huge plot point for this big subquest that you sort of are supposed to find at a certain point. I just skipped got there oh uh, um, i think i know the one you're yeah. speaking of yeah. yeah um and i was like fuck yeah all right cool and then i went back and told the person who's supposed to give you the quest about it and they're like hey you've already been there hey did you <laughs> did you see this statue and i just i was thinking hey that's a cool statue i'm gonna take a photo of it i took a photo Are you of serious? it serious yeah oh my and they were like, god hey i got i actually seen this and i hold up my shika whatever it is my poor pad and and they were like what the fuck you got it you took it you already did this <laughs> All right, I guess go investigate it some more. And I was like, hell yeah, like, that's sick. Oh my God, I can't believe you randomly took a photo of a statue. That is incredible. It felt important to me, man. That's what I'm saying. This whole game feels like stuff like that keeps happening. Is It's like I'll stumble across something. It turns into like a quest that I was supposed to get somewhere else or it turns into nothing. Uh, Anyway, so the the crimes. The other crime that I'm seeing is the copy-paste nature of the caves. (laughs) Yeah. oh my god yeah uh yeah they they like they it feels like they saw like the um liner notes from elden ring caves and i haven't i don't remember elden ring caves that well but it feels like they were like hey they've got these underground sections or these little semi underground sections and there's like a little bit of treasure eh, that's enough that's enough notes we need to take <laughs> they're, they're all yeah. like two or three passages long and there's always one creature in them every single time and there's often a shrine and that's kind of that's kind of it maybe a little bit treasure. yeah yeah i think um for me there's just like a couple of st- standouts like the other day i was like oh i'll just get in a quick like 20 minutes of zelda because that you know man whenever i play a new game on nintendo switch i'm just like this is truly the greatest console because mm-hmm. you want to play something and within like five seconds you're playing the game it's mm-hmm. so delicious anyway i picked that shit up because i was like oh i want to play for 15 minutes i'll just like quickly do this cave and this cave ended up going for like an hour and a half oh, and wow. i was like oh man this is awesome um, I, you know, and it's that when they pull that rug out from under you because you're expecting something that um, is either that egregious copy paste. You know, you're so used to caves mm. just having all these mushrooms and all those little light flowers, and so you just oh like God. blast through them. But then, like every now and again, you come across one that feels like it was intentionally designed to kind of confound you and interest you a bit more. Um, yeah, but yeah, it it really does feel like they have established like a bunch of things that are quite good on the surface kind of like ghost tsushima mm. and then they've just copied and pasted them way too many times yeah in favor um, in, in like trying to keep that feeling of like as you wander around the landscape you see a couple of new things as you push towards a goal 
Right. Like that that feeling, I think, is good, but then starts to wear its welcome once you start to see past that initial, like, oh, wow, there's heaps of new things and I'm always getting cool prizes. Eventually the prizes are like, you get one of those crystals, which you need to go and like turn into the dude to get some gear or whatever. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, or you get like a piece of armor that like, I feel like a piece of armor is a really good prize, but I don't, I've only got one from a cave so far or two. Right. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's, so that's, that's my other, my other crime. Um, I don't think you've got any other big crimes. Um, probably, but do you have any bits that you want to talk about before we move uh, on to news? Absolutely. I got, I got a big crime um, that I guess may kind of act as a spoiler because um, if you've done any temple, uh, you oh. will know what I'm about to talk about. Sure. Um, but, but it's also something that appeared in Breath of the Wild, so it's, it's not the biggest spoiler ever. But basically, um, you know, whenever you do a temple, you get a power um, after completing the temple. And in Breath of the Wild, they were just, they were great powers. They were useful and they were yours. But in this Zelda, they've decided they want to give you a companion. Mm. And that companion is always regardless of the companion a piece of shit they've got <laughs> they've got terrible ai uh -huh. and instead of the power being yours it's theirs and they lend it to you yeah. so you you have to interact with them to activate it so yeah. it's no longer like press b to like get a big boost up into the air it's like talk to this idiot and hopefully he's like around he's yeah yeah and <laughs> and also if you're standing on like a precipice they don't have room to stand there so you can't activate that shit and yeah. i was just like oh my god why have they done this and i think like you know, for me, the temples were never the best part of Breath of the Wild. Like, mm -hmm. they were just kind of a fun side thing that you did when you weren't exploring the open world. Mm -hmm. um, and in this one, they've made the temples a little bit more involved and they've forced these idiot companions on you and it's just made it so much worse for me. <laughs> yeah. I really, like, the temples are... Uh, pretty annoying honestly like yeah. i i've done two of them and i'm pretty keen on not doing, doing the other two yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah um i've done the the air one and i've done yeah. the um fire one right okay which ones have you done uh i did the rito one the air one yeah. and um the oh what are they called the um the laura the dora the fish oh one, um the water yeah one. zora Yep. The Zora, yeah, and oh my god, let me tell you, I hated that water temple. Right. Oh my, oh my god, it was just like, it was so annoying, and yeah. I could see like what they were going for, but like the power that you get from that is just like so underwhelming, and the fact that they make you like wait and interact with annoying things for an underwhelming power, like it's just a bad time. Yeah. So I will say I found the fire temple quite good. It wasn't right. like the best. I think it was like intentionally a little bit overwhelming and and like hard to understand the map. Um, and then so, mm -hmm. so as a result, kind of made you think creatively about how you navigate around it and use the power to like make interesting choices or even yeah. just like, you know, think, can I use any powers at all here? Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that was cool. Um, mm -hmm. And then I did the air temple and that was by contrast, like it felt like a mini temple. I was like, oh, so this is like the start of the temple, right? And then I'm gonna like move on to temple proper. And then I finished mm -hmm. it and it was like, okay, here's your power. And I was like, what the what the fuck? Like this was like <laughs> this was putting compared to like, you know, nine holes of golf, which I felt like the fire <laughs> temple was. Like Fire Temple had so much crazy shit. Like it had this crazy lean it lead in and like a big, you know, journey to get there, and then like boss was cool, blah blah blah. Right. Air Temple was like, yeah, go up here. Yeah, I guess there's a, <laughs> I, I guess there's a big thing you a big ship you land on. All right, that's it. And then they scattered the you know the the, the cogs or whatever you had to find around around the ship. Yeah. It's like it's not. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, it, it just felt like it felt so completely different to the fire temple, which I quite enjoyed. Um. So I'm keen to know what you think of the fire temple, and uh, I'm I'm interested now to see how I go with the water temple because if you hated it so much, I'm wondering how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I I hated it. It was just 
you know, it, it was, was just medi- mediocre yeah. in in a game that has quite a few mediocre things and a couple of just incredible things. Yeah. Um. By the way, this whole time I've been imagining you in like a judge's outfit with the fucking curls. Oh, really? Down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no. <laughs> Reading off Zelda's crimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Here is Zelda's crimes. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. So. Do you have any more crimes for me before we news? Nah, or? look, let's spread it out. We'll get into some more Zelda crimes next week. Shall we uh shall we get into that chicken bucket? Yeah, let's do it. I've got a couple bit, bits of chicken. Um Do you have any chicken? I got some chicken. Let's alternate that. You hit you hit me with the wing and I'll hit you with the leg and we'll we'll see All how right. this battle plays out. All right. Um this one is a little bit different. It's not like a thing on a news website. It's a TikTok that I saw, um, which mm-hmm. then appeared in a tweet that I read, and I thought this is news. Um <laughs> so this this TikTok user um named uh, let me get this right, Perry Carroll. Perry mm-hmm. Carroll, P-E-R-R-I-K-A-R-Y-L. Um yeah. did, Perry Carroll did this thing where they hooked up a bunch of like um what do you call them like ecg nodes to their head and like sleep monitoring monitoring tech i think they're like some sort of technician oh yeah um, engineer f- person and she um managed to train the output of her brain to to like bind to controls to play video games good lord and so she did this thing where she played and beat elden ring using uh only her brain and a control stick. So the control stick move is all she's using on the controller. None of the buttons work. It's just her brain doing everything else. What the fuck? Yeah. That that is bonkers. So was she able to talk through like what practically was happening? As in like was she thinking press A or you know press R1 to swig a sword or was she like did she had to bind R1 to like a trauma response so she had to think <laughs> of her upbringing or some shit. Oh you know? my god, that would be horrifying. Um <laughs> no, I, I she goes into it a little bit in the TikTok. Um which maybe I should put in the show notes or something so you can go and investigate. But um Basically, from the looks of things, it look it, it seems as though there's these abstract ideas, um, stuff like bring object closer or send object further away, um, wow, in your head that you can think of, and then as as the um, as you get better at training that that sort of idea, you're able to you know basically turn it into a toggle instead of a smooth you know bring object closer, send it back again, feeling mm-hmm. a vibe and uh, and bind it to a control a command um right wow yeah so she's got a a bunch of these and in the video she's like got a little cube that's in you know virtual space and you can see a little um almost like a loading bar down the bottom of the screen and as she thinks of the thing it does the thing to the cube and so um i'm doing probably a bad bad job of uh no no i can i can visualize it yeah um, but th- that's not the cool part. The cool part is she's gotten better with this tech and this ability to, you know, train this tool and, and map new things to it such that she's able to put down the controller entirely and has mapped all of the movement to stuff in her brain. And now can, she's just beat the first little mini boss in Elden Ring using only her mind. What the fuck? Yeah. I think what? that's so cool because like accessibility yo like if you don't need arms or fingers or anything really apart from your visuals to see a game then you can just play video games bro like just teach this stuff to everyone and make it into tools that microsoft and sony will buy and people can play games i mean that would be incredible what what percentage just based on what you've seen in your interpretation how likely is it that this is fake Oh, um, I think it's real because she streamed the whole thing of her beating Elden Ring. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that that is incredible. Big, if true. Yeah. I'll do some more investigation because I hadn't even thought about it being fake because, I, I don't know, I believe every single fucking thing I see, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll, I'll send it to you as well and you can have a have a think about, you know, if it's real or whatever. But um, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, just the um, the kind of potential for accessibility is mind-boggling. If, mm. like, that's a type of 
control scheme that they can tame. That would be so fucking sick for so many people. Yeah, I wonder how much of it is, like, personalized as well. I mean, like, mm. if she's particularly good at doing, I mean, this kind of thing, or if it's, yeah. like, if, if you can just kind of train anyone to do it, or if there's some way to make it easier to train people to do it. Like, if you could um, create systems that, that make it, make it so that they're not even realizing that they're training these things, you know, like mm. it's just like a part, it just like reads into their everyday life and takes note of certain things. And I don't know. And then you could have like a short 15 minute training session and be like, Hey, just think of this. Okay. Now think of this. Okay. Now everything's bound, you know, like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I mean, the only thing that I can think of that has any kind of semblance to it is like, um, seizure detection technology, mm. which is where people have uh, an implant in their brain that basically communicates to like an external device they have that lets them know they're about to have a seizure. Yeah, and it's extremely personalized just because of how different everyone's brain is and right. how seizures present. So I don't know if that's something that's more complex or less complex, but. Mm. Yeah, just thinking about that, I'd be like, it would not surprise me if, like, to get this working with someone, it took, like, you know, hours and hours of, like, personalised clinic visits to get it mapped properly. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. I think the fact that she is, like, a technician and just has ready access to this stuff and seemingly a bunch of spare time sort of Mm. made sense for her to be able to go ahead and have a crack. But yeah, totally. if you're trying to like individualize it and mass market it, it could get a little bit uh, tricky. Yeah. Well, I hope it's real and I hope it takes off because, yeah, that, that would be awesome for people who are like really interested in playing video games and don't currently have the means to. Yeah, totally. Or even, you know, all sorts of, there's all sorts of applications, you know, like driving a, um, a, a scooter or whatever, like a mobility scooter. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Interesting. God, it just sounds so fake, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me look into it, all right? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I got another wing for you. All right. um, Mortal Kombat 1 is coming in September. Oh. So Mortal Kombat has had a reboot and it's got a new trailer and the trailer is fantastic. Very, very rare to see a good video game trailer these days. And, um, yeah, they just knock it out of the park. The visuals look amazing. It's just brutal. And they've got that schlocky storyline front and center. So, uh, yeah, love that, love that Mortal Kombat is, like, still in the zeitgeist. And, uh, yeah, they're doing a big reboot, and it looks pretty good. Hell, yeah. So I, I saw that they did like a little announce trailer for this that was like, mm. or a little pre-trailer. I don't know what you would call it, but it was like a clock with a K going around and um, it got to 11 and then it just like skips over 12 and goes back to one. Did you right. see that? No. Okay. No. So there's a different trailer and that kind of actual announce with gameplay and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It goes for like two and a half minutes. Oh, and it's sick. got, it's like voice acting and yeah, it's, it, it looks like the graphics look sick and the fighting looks unreal and like, I don't know. Mortal Kombat is not that I I really play them, but like I have in the past, but like whenever a new Mortal Kombat comes out, it's kind of the best looking game for a little bit. Like I feel <laughs> like they really capitalize on like the graphics at the time. Totally. Yeah. 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 They do seem very sweaty boys from this trailer, which I like. <laughs> yeah. They're gross. They're. <sighs> They're just subtly sweating all the time. Yeah, thin sheen of sweat and lots of gushy blood inside all of their heads, which is good. All right. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, I'm ready for my next piece of news. Am I ready? Not really. Let's have a look. <laughs> um, this is a little bit of a smaller one, but uh, let's open it up. Crack open the egg, pour out the news. Okay, Lords of the Fallen gets a release date uh, and a gameplay trailer. What? Didn't Lords of the Fallen come out like seven years ago? Yes, it did. Um, so this is a new... Uh, it, it's not like a... I don't know what you would call it. A remake or a re-release. It's, it's, it's neither of those. It's sort of a new thing, I guess. Wait, is it like a new IP with 
exactly the same name? I think they're taking the IP and just ditching a bunch of shit and redoing a bunch of stuff. Stuff. I don't know exactly um, the full details. Wow, so yeah. weird. Yeah. Um. So the release date is Friday, October thirteenth, twenty twenty-three. Um. It looks like uh, you know your Soulsy action RPG medieval with dark fantasy elements and magic and very much the taste of the gamers you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah. I think it looks pretty cool it's got they always they've been doing this thing where they put like some heavy metal music in their trailers i think they put like who was it like metallica or something in one of their other trailers i can't remember hell yeah um but yeah there's this nice sort of um light-heartedness to some of the stuff that they've been posting um, in their trailers right. that I that I right. quite appreciate. It's not all just like, you know, and the dark being rises once again, you know. It's like, there is that, obviously, <laughs> but there's also some metal for you to listen to. I don't know. Anyway, that's the news from me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, cool. Did you ever play the first one? No, I didn't. No, the first one looked trash. Yeah, um, and and the only, the the kind of resounding thing about the first one that I heard a lot was like it's like Dark Souls but worse. And I was like, yeah, right. I think I'd just rather replay Dark Souls. <laughs> there was another Dark Souls like Mortal Shell, which I think is actually on Game Pass, which I've been meaning to try and looks oh yeah interesting. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean they're they're a dime a dozen. They're they're all out there. They are around. They do be around. Um, all right, I got I got some fun chicken for you. This has been dipped in some some of that fun spicy bullshit. Um, Nicholas Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight, oh and and not like you know Dead by Daylight is this multiplayer horror game, and they've got like Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Hellraiser, you know, all the all the all the nasty boys, um, but. This is like Nicolas Cage, the actor. This isn't like one of Nicolas Cage's characters. Like oh it's my just God. straight up Nicolas Cage, the actor, is coming to Dead by Daylight. And um, the preview trailer is hilarious. And uh, yeah, it feels like an April Fool's thing, but it's it's real. They're doing it. Wow. So, yeah. okay. All right. Did you ever play DVD? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, I, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I really liked it. I played it for a little bit and I was like just on my own in like you know random lobbies but yeah i still had a great time yeah the thing the thing that always gets me with dbd is anytime i play it with friends that play it all the time or used to play it all the time so much lingo in that game you know they're always like he caked me he caked me or like i don't know man i got flashed flash flashlighted i don't know there's so many like <laughs> like acronyms and fucking names for things, and I don't know, man. I don't know any of this stuff, and it's just it's <laughs> out of all the games that I've multiplayer games that I've played, it seems to be the one with like you know you need to take a short course before you start playing it in order to actually understand what anyone's fucking talking about. Right. See, whenever I play multiplayer games, I like mute everyone and never talk. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just miss out on all of that, I guess. Probably for the best. I think it also had like <laughs> an especially spicy community, you know, like where like they would, there was like post game chat box. Like after you finish the game, you would get like in a little text chat with the people oh, who you were playing with. And right. that little window was always filled with spice. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but yeah, Dead by Daylight, wild. I love I love when actors cross over into the video game realm in a real weird way. Yeah, totally. I have bonus news that I forgot about. Um, that <laughs> I, I am so scared of how you organize your news. Like, it just <laughs> sounds like you've got, like, one link in Google Docs, one link on, like, some AI-driven local file system. Yeah. It just sounds chaotic. Yeah, yeah, dude. A pigeon just flew into my window and <laughs> dropped a scroll on my desk. I unfurled it, and I actually clicked on the link somehow. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Um. So Overwatch Two, did you, did you do you know about Overwatch Two? Man, I like heard yeah. that was coming out or came out, and then crickets. Yeah, I was talking to a person, a friend, a work. Oh my god, I was talking to a work <laughs> co- a person, a friend, a work colleague. <laughs> you were talking to a human being. I know this person. I swear, I was talking to someone <laughs> about uh, this game, and because um, I was confused, I, I thought that like 
after Overwatch 1, there was a bunch of players after they started playing Overwatch 2 that like lost all of their skins and, you know, upgrades and shit to their visuals uh, right. when they started playing uh, Overwatch 2. But no, not the case. Overwatch 2 is just like slightly tweaked character abilities, some new maps and a couple of bonus modes, I guess. So uh, what you're saying is it's the tears of the kingdom of Overwatch. Oh games. my god! <laughs> um, not saying that just yet, but we'll see. Um, yeah, uh, and w- one of the big things that was kind of promised with Overwatch, oh, and it's free to play as well. Like Overwatch One was always like forty bucks or whatever, and Overwatch Two is free to play. All oh, right. So it's quite strange. It seems like the way that they've gone about it is like we're trying to transition to a free to play model, and we don't quite know how to do that as as Blizzard seems how do they not know how to do that well, in this day and age it's that's that's what it reads to me it's not like they actually don't know how to do that it's just like why oh, wouldn't right, they just make overwatch one free to play like why do they need to release a whole new game and call it overwatch mm. 2 even though it's the exact same thing with the skins and characters and stuff from overwatch one right um, maybe maybe just for like a marketing bump you know oh, like God. it's hard to it's hard to market overwatch one 1.5 i guess you would call it but yeah like overwatch 2 get those posters up in the cbd sun yeah anyway one of the things that was set to like quote unquote save overwatch 2 was this uh pve mode um oh. which yeah apparently a bunch of people were excited for and then blizzard made an announcement on thursday they were like um yeah no we're cancelling that when you don't get to do pve anymore in overwatch 2 and everyone right. was like, no, or like, okay. <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People seemed frustrated about it or like sad or angry as normal about it. Most things that Blizz do and fair enough. But um, yes, whatever. There you go. That's bonus news for you. Well, <laughs> you, were, you were really uh, passionate about that news piece, weren't you? Oh, yeah. You know, look, I, I played a little bit of Overwatch in, in my time. I played when it was in beta. I played it on the PlayStation 4. It was fun. It was right. fun, fun when no one knew what was going on. And now when you play that game, uh, Overwatch is a game, I feel like when people play it seriously, all they are is angry. They're just angry <laughs> all the time. Isn't that like every online game? I don't know. I, like, I, I, I don't know. We, we play, we, we're not grounded. We're not angry while we play grounded. I don't know. No, but we're not angry when we play online games. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, if I go into a huge lobby of any online game, I feel like anger, anger is something I can expect, yeah. especially when I play because I'm utter trash. Yeah. Well, do you remember playing like Dota or, or League or whatever it was? And it got to that point where you were like, there's just so much anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to bow out because it was actually real fun. But like people are so mean. <laughs> yeah. And even though it was just text, like, you know, it was yeah. just, like I wasn't voice chat or anything like that. But I was just like... Man, I'm just trying to learn. I'm just trying to have a good time. Um, <laughs> and I, I feel the same way about Overwatch 2. And whenever I see friends, because a few of my friends pick it up like once a year, I guess, and they play for a couple of months or a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, it becomes the flavor. And anytime I get tempted, I watch them play and I'm like, you all just seem angry at this game. <laughs> and angry at <laughs> teammates. Angry at the opposition. And I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. Uh, uh... Anyway, yeah. You got any final tidbits of juicy news? Um, nah, nah, right. they're not juicy. They're not worth talking about. Let's uh, let's get into the meat of this topic, or should I say, the slime? Oh, boy, boy, boy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, how do you want to kick off this bad boy? Uh, I've got a little uh, schmoobly. Do you want to oh. do your schmoobly first, or shall I? All right. So this is an. It's almost the weekend first, but I. Do not have a schmoobly. Oh, and my God. I will. I will talk to that. Okay. In a little bit, but let's let's hear let's hear your spiel. Okay, the spiel. That's what it's called. That's right. Um, <laughs> my brain is starting to fail me already. As <laughs> Just happens, as well, you've got it written down. Like, get your bingo cards out, dear listener, because this is one of the things that happens every episode. Joe's brain starts failing around the forty-minute mark. <laughs> okay, here we go. Slime Rancher two. <laughs> Oh boy, this doesn't sound positive. Look, I don't know, man. It's 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 neither here nor there. The the, the spiel is negative, but I, I don't want it to come across as though I'm, you know, I think it's shit or whatever, because I don't. 
All right. Slime Rancher 2's piano pulls you in to its whimsy like an old friend offering you a warm mug of tea and a hug. Then your old friend offers you another tea and another. And before you know it, there's too many teas. You drink the tea and then the next. They all look different, but they taste they taste the same. It's really <laughs> just some hot water and leaves. It should taste different, but it doesn't. <laughs> Why do you hate tea so much? Yeah, the tea is the slime. They read the back <laughs> of one of those tea boxes. Uh, you think you understand, but none of what they're saying gives you any reason as to why you're there drinking the tea in the first place. <laughs> they take you by the hand and they say, have you, have you ever heard of supply and demand? You cry. You were pulled in by the cute piano and now you're playing the stock market. Slime Rancher 2 struggles hard against itself. The, the level design looks good from afar, but is far from good up close. The number of blind ledges this game made me genuinely quite worried I'd drop into one at any given point. Um, I kept wondering why my stamina was always empty. I realized I felt like I was sprinting all the time because I wanted to rush. Uh, and the game had denied me this, and I resented it for that. I can see it being cozy uh, for a lot of folks. What with all of the pastels, the quiet piano, the smiley faces and warm colors, but it just left me feeling frustrated. Slime Rancher 2 asks, what if Factorio, but boring? Take the joy out of automating a system and rip it from my sweaty gamer hands as I drag yet another vacuum full of chickens to their doom, one load at a time, or one fruit at a time, one slime at a time, at a time. This game feels like a job. That's it. That's all I got. Hell yeah. That was great. Alright. Hell yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I just I, I couldn't I couldn't swallow it this time around. I got up I I didn't finish it either, I should say. Um yeah, no. I uh I, I played it like I was keen to start it mm -hmm. because you had you had talked about it a little bit in our Cozy Games episode. Yep. And I was like, Oh, you know, Cozy Games, Slime Rancher. So I feel like I was geared up and, you know, got myself in the mood for such cozy activities that Slime Rancher 2 might offer me. Mm -hmm. um, but man, was it boring. It actually, it reminded me of like the first level of Bubsy 3D. Oh. Like <laughs> it was just, it kind of felt like a tech demo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was very empty and very... I don't know. So maybe we should just do a quick breakdown if, if you've never heard of Slime Rancher 2 or like you don't know what it is. Totally. Basically, you've got a gun and you're on a ranch and there are slimes in the overworld and you collect the slimes and you feed the slimes and the slimes poop out plorts, which are like the currency of Slime Rancher. Mm -hmm. And then you play those plots in the stock market to afford things like upgrades to the ranch and access to new areas and that kind of thing and upgrades uh, to yourself as well right like the boots you wear and like you said in the spiel the stamina system oh which God. is just super dumb because like for some reason they gave you like titanfall 2 movement <laughs> but like well, you can only move that way for like three seconds it's like baby's first titanfall 2 like it does this thing where you'll be sprinting full pace which feels pretty good you go quite a clip and then you jump and all of your momentum gets ripped away from you somehow mm. even like like the air resistance on the island is really strong or something mm -hmm. anyway that was another annoying thing i found about the movement in that game yeah, yeah. There's no ledge totally. climb. You just bump into ledges like fucking Bubsy. Anyway, go on. <laughs> As you were. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's that's pretty much the whole game. And, like, for me, I like I like a good farming game. I like Stardew Valley. I loved those Harvest Moons back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, the farming style itself was really annoying in this. So you basically shoot a bunch of slimes into your ranch you shoot a bunch of fruit into your slimes and then you like have to go around squeezing in between all these slimes to pick up their shit which mm. is the money and like it's all just busy work yeah. and it's all like annoying like none of it is satisfying despite like the music or like yeah. the blippy sounds like it's just really annoying straight away and um, eventually the bad slimes arrive and yeah. they just eat all your slimes and you just start again. Right. Um, 
And I just got to the point where, like, I didn't use the ranch at all. Like, I would just go out into the overworld and shoot fruit into the slimes out there and collect the plorts out there. Right. Like, there was there was no reason to, like, upkeep the ranch because when the slimes die in your ranch, they're dead forever. Mm. But if the slimes die in the overworld, they just they just instantly just pop back. back up. Yeah. So it was, it was very... I was like, does... does do people know about this? Like, yeah. the, the ranch has no benefits. You may as well not have the well, ranch at all. The the ranch can... I mean, it, you're, you're right. There's a bunch... Like, if you're just trying to earn money to afford stuff, then, yeah, mm. that's pretty much... You can just use the overworld. Um, but there's, like, certain slimes that are, are good to have lots of, like, new slimes that haven't been played on the stock market yet that have a high value that if you right. can get a bunch of... Uh, and then feed all of the right food you know like there's i found these phosphorus slimes or whatever and you have to put like the roof over the enclosure so they don't burn up in the daylight oh um, yeah and you feed them fruit and you can plant a fruit tree and like the fruit tree fruits like once a day and gives you enough to feed pretty much all the slimes mm -hmm. uh, in that enclosure and so you can get you know like a few thousand out of them or, or a couple thousand out of them a day and i ended up doing a bunch of that and i was like i had so much money i upgraded all the enclosures you can upgrade the enclosures to have a little vacuum on them so you don't have to weave in between the slimes picking up their shit one by one. Oh, that's nice yeah but in the end it just is like you know paying for paying for efficiency that maybe should have been there in the first place you know like why why would you make me pay for this <laughs> this is supposed to be a fun little cozy experience yeah and it just because the the farming core like that core experience was mm. really boring and annoying i just there was not a lot for me to grasp like yeah. the reason why i didn't do a spiel is like i didn't review this game on that on the website yeah. and I, I like i just didn't get it really yeah. like I jumped in and did, you know, the same thing for a couple of hours and nothing changed, yeah. you know? Like, it, I got a few upgrades, unlocked a few areas. Yeah. The music was really repetitive. Oh, the music. Dude, so I didn't mind parts of the music, even though, like, yeah, it was repetitive. I was like, oh, uh -huh. you know, it's there. Um, <laughs> it, like, suits the vibe kind of most of the time. But they did this really... Uh, they did like a really bad bad job of blending the songs between one another. Right. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. It was really like stilted and pulled you out. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. the sort of it wasn't even a crossfade. It was like they'd fade one out and then fade one in kind of really quick. Totally. Yeah. And and like this game is also a game that's in early access, right? Like this isn't properly released. I think let me see. I think it's it's supposed to be... It got an update three months ago. Um, right. Is it still in early access? I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. That, that, that was my impression, which is also why, like, I didn't really want to review it because, like, it felt like there was so much wrong with it that it wasn't released yet. Yeah. So, like, I felt that I didn't really need to just pile on, but... Yeah, ultimately, it just felt like a game that I didn't understand. Like, I didn't find it enjoyable. I didn't find it cozy. It was just annoying and boring. And, um, you know, I, ha I had stopped playing and uninstalled it before you surprised me with Zelda. So, it, yeah, like, right. this, isn't, this isn't even, like, a dog-ate-my-homework situation. <laughs> this is, like, I played it for, like, a couple of sessions. I played a couple of hours. It, I just did the same thing. I didn't really get it. So, yeah, I just, I just put it away. Yeah. Um, it, to me, and maybe this is not a, like, if, if you like this game, this take might be not very favorable. So maybe, you know, fuck off now or whatever, because it's not, it's probably not going to get much better from here, but <laughs> it, it feels like, um, color fodder for YouTubers to speak over or streamers oh. to speak over. So it's like, Hey, let's hang out and we'll just hang out and have some tea and like chat or whatever. And while they're doing that. They play this in the background. It's like idle, uh, an idle game. That's that actually makes a lot of sense because yeah, when if you like, I don't know. When I sat down and I did that that thing, I had some tea and I was like, ah, cozy game time. Yep. And it was just yeah, you definitely need more going on than just the game. Maybe if I had like put on a podcast or something, yeah. it would have been all right. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's like a weird thing to like 
expect about a game yeah you know like here's a video game and oh if you want to enjoy it the most like do other things it's like no <laughs> like that's, <laughs> well, that, that's what i that... mean like i i don't think it's like an especially favorable take like i think right. if you enjoy this game at its as like wholesale what it is then that's mm. that's great and i i'm not you know saying your enjoyment of it like that's what i mean that's what that's what I mean by that particular take like it feels like mm. I'm invalidating those people a little bit by saying it's like oh that's actually not for you it's for someone else. <laughs> but that that's <laughs> that was my read on it. It was like it feels like one of the notes that I had was it feels like a clicker. Do you know what a clicker is? Video games called clickers. Um yeah, I think I played a clicker way back in the day called Insane Aquarium. Yeah, right. So it's like it's for people who don't know, it's they call them idle games or clickers, and so. Um, what you usually do is there's like a task that has an automated output. It gives you like one thing, one, one plot, let's just call it. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can optimize the output of that plot giver by upgrading them using in-game currency. And usually the in-game currency is earned by selling plots. All right. So you notice there's a system here. Mm-hmm. As you get more plots, you upgrade the thing that gives you plots. It gives you more plots. You're able to afford more things. Suddenly you can, you can afford to buy one more plot giver and this one gives you blue plots and they're worth slightly more. But then they're, they're not fully saying plots. <laughs> okay, Please. sorry. Stock. They give you one more stock. <laughs> and it's worth slightly more. Or cookie yeah. or whatever. Like cookie clicker was one that was really popular. And so basically what you do is you say, hey, you know, gamer, you you can afford to upgrade. You basically your initial play session with this game is five minutes long. You fully upgrade mm. everything. You can't afford the next upgrade because it's ludicrously expensive. But mm. the cool thing about this game is it's always running and it's just idle earning you stocks in the background. And so mm-hmm. you can, you know, log out and come back tonight and you'll be able to afford that upgrade and it drives user retention. And mm-hmm. so like that sort of system is built into a lot of other types of games as well, not just idle games. Um, right. They'll have a clicker portion to them where like, you know, the factory earns you ores and the ores are used to upgrade your characters and check back in the factory at, at night because even though you've taken all the ores out this morning, there'll be more tonight. Um, right. These kind of the vibe. And that's how I felt like Slime Ranch. I wanted Slime Rancher to be almost at a certain point. I was like, I don't want to have to run around and do all this stuff. I would love if this was just like a top down, like a uh, Age of Empires style rancher where I got to like optimize the the output of all my little slimy guys. I didn't have to do all the busy work. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I wanted too because I I kind of love that gameplay loop yeah. especially in in that cozy zone you know it just feels it just feels fine to like have some almost saccharine music playing and you just optimize things as you go there's no kind of time pressure yeah um but yeah this like just because of the farming itself was just so lame yeah. I just yeah I just bowed out pretty pretty soon and I, I feel like they had this opportunity to make the ranch be, you know, disheveled and crappy and require like a bunch of cool little upgrades and you could make it however you want, but they kind of mm. didn't. Like in Viva Pinata, did you ever play Viva Pinata? No, but I've heard good things. Oh my God, that game is amazing. It's kind of, for me, it's like the gold standard for cozy games and no one ever freaking talks about it. No um, shit. Dude, I don't think we even talked about it on the cozy games episode. Oh my God, what a crime. Um, <laughs> the so, judge's hat. The yeah, wig is back on. The wig is, oh my God, the flailing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so at the start of Viva Piñata, you get like this tiny little plot. It's tiny because you don't know how big the plot gets, but it feels big at the time. And it's mm-hmm. covered in dust and rust and crap and there's dirt everywhere and you've got to try and like clear it all out and so they give you like an old shovel and the shovel is busted but it works and um yeah you clear out the whole plot and then as soon as you clear it out your first pinata rocks up and he's like hey man i'm pinata (laughs) you're like hell yeah (laughs) and then another one shows up and you can breed them and like build enclosures for them and like laying down grass is like cheap and affordable and getting upgrades is cheap and easy and making your little Viva Piñata farm look cool is simple. But in this one, it was like, oh, your your ranch is done. Like, just put mm. put put pens in here, I guess. You yeah, can... also, it, it's... Sorry, just quickly. It yeah. sounded like you got further along than I did. Could you ever put doors on the, the ranch? Like... No. What the fuck? 
Yeah, it's like <laughs> the, you can solve this the, problem of the slimes, the bad slimes coming by putting doors on, but no. Oh my god! So yeah, it's it's kind of you know we're talking about a ranch, and if you haven't seen any images of this game or you haven't played it, you're probably imagining like some wooden ranch. But this is like some it's like a glass house post post modern neo glass house futuristic enclosure huge with mm. no fucking doors just it's like is it even a ranch if it has no doors like can you call <laughs> a house a house with no doors yeah i don't know man i don't know <laughs> um but where i was going with that rant about sorry um, yeah, yeah, yeah. pinata was uh like the upgrades are expensive dude and like mm. there's only a few of them and you have to unlock them and it takes hours and hours it should be like mm. here's a ranch there's a bunch of shit everywhere. You're going to clear it up. Maybe you clear it up using slimes, like clean slimes, the first ones you find. They help you clear. Yeah. They, they eat the dirt or something. I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like some of this shit writes itself. And I just feel a little bit like, <laughs> just like sad about the lack of automation as well. Like I mentioned in my thing, it's like, I feel like it's Factorio, but boring. Like if there was mm. a way to like, there is a way to suck the slimes, uh, the um, plorts out of the slime enclosures. But if you could put it on a conveyor belt and it went to the place it needed to go, then all of a sudden you kind of got like a layer of something interesting, you know, like these, mm. these slimes, maybe they have like a lifetime, you know, they're only good for like 200 plots each and I got to keep topping them up. What if there was a way to keep topping them up automatically? You know, you find a way to breed that particular slime and you send it via, into that enclosure via a, a, a conveyor belt. And then the, mm -hmm. you know, that system gets automated and then you're like, oh, I got to find a way to like keep getting that other type of slime. And then you, know, you, got, a, you got a little system. Mm -hmm. Um, like, that would be cool. Like, that would be really cool. And then it's about yeah. the ranch and not, like, running out into the overworld where there's a bunch of, like, ledges I can fall off and die instantly and lose all my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I 100% I agree. And that's, like, where that tech demo comment came from. It just feels, like, super basic. There's not enough here. Mm. Yeah, I guess maybe, like play this while you're writing your PhD or some shit. Like, it's just <laughs> that low level on the entertainment scale. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do I have any other little notes here? <laughs> also, I love that you started this off and you're like, you know, I don't want to talk shit about Slime Rancher. I don't want to come off as oh, though I oh, hate I'm, it, I'm, but I, also. Yeah, I also hate it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because um, oh, the, oh, we had that lovely person write into us about um, Pyre. Oh, yeah. Um, name... Oh, and you're scared that you're, like, offending people with your no. Slime Rancher 2 take? Zia, um, they said um, that they would come for me. Or <laughs> they would chase me down if I said a single bad thing about Slime Rancher 2. And so I'm sorry, but here is the, oh, really? here is the oh, many shit. bad things. Oh, they didn't say exactly. I can't remember what they said, but yes. Oh, fuck. That's funny. We yeah. just spent 20 minutes... Yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah, sorry. Did like just sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big big soz. Um, but ultimately I think I just didn't get it. Mm. I'm I I think like if we want to change the game as much as we've been talking about and like all those things you mentioned around improving the systems are really attractive to me. I think this is one that we just didn't get. Yeah. Like I'm glad we played it. And again, point of game club to play those games that like would not normally be on our radar. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm glad for it, but yeah, this is, uh, this is one. And maybe like the, f the first one of all the, the games I've played where I just didn't actually get it. Yeah. Like even with moon scars, I got it. I could see what it was yeah. going for, but I thought it was bad. Whereas this one, it kind of just feels like I was, you know, I didn't get it. Yeah. I've got a couple of little bonus notes here. I'll just fly through them real quick and we can talk on them if you feel like talking on them. Yeah, yeah. Lightning round. Let's go. Sucking up the slimes can feel a little bit loose. So just mechanically. <laughs> I don't know if I need you to stipulate about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Sucking. So, so when you like pull the trigger or whatever on the controller to like use the suction on the gun, mm -hmm. um, I felt like the way in which the slimes or the, you know, chickens or whatever flew into the gun felt a little bit kind of unreliable sometimes like sometimes you would like suck a bunch towards you and it would fly past you and wouldn't actually go in the gun mm, so there's sort of yep. like this looseish feeling to the um to the actual core mechanic of the game of i don't want to keep saying sucking the slimes but you suck up the slimes <laughs> look that's what you do you slurp up the slimes we <sighs> we did warn I you slurped. this would be a slurpy episode yeah that's right 
Um, so yeah, that was another thing. Um, let's see here. Uh, it can feel a lot like checking items off a big list instead of actually endorsing me to explore and discover stuff. And I think that links into this other note that I have about the spoilerishness of some of the menus and UI. Mm -hmm. So like there's stuff you see in like the upgrade screens or even in the stock market screen, it's like, here's all the slimes on the island, but they're grayed out and they got like silhouettes. It's like, mm. oh, fucking let me discover them for the first time myself. And like, let me figure out upgrades myself. Like some of the stuff feels just like, you know, like stuff on a list. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I do have to say as a kind of list fanatic, I don't think that's always a bad thing. Mm. I think in this case, it's just because there's not enough other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, because like, you know, Stardew Valley is essentially just one huge list, but like, because there's just such a depth to all the things you can do, it doesn't feel like you're ticking off checkboxes at all. Yeah. And there's like options as well in Stardew Valley. It's like, if you got sick of one part of the list, you move on to another part of the list. Like, mm. And we're the, doing the that, we're doing that thing again. Sorry, we're doing that thing again where we compare to a game that is just like the best in its Version. class, yeah, yeah, basically yeah. unapproachable. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's not that, so it's shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Uh, uh, look, I, I mentioned Viva Pinata, which is also a farming game, I guess. Right. Um, and not many people talk about it. Yeah, that it, we, are, we, do, we are guilty of that. Uh, <laughs> so sue me. Uh, let's see here. Um, I feel like I can see the path ahead I wrote at this early stage and it doesn't thrill me. I see. <laughs> that sounds like something you'd say on a first date. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they were on their phone the whole time. Totally. They, <laughs> they like had five cocktails when you had one and yeah. you're just like, I'm sorry, I see the path ahead and it doesn't it thrill doesn't me. It doesn't thrill me. <laughs> but it's true. Like I, I could, you know, after I had my first couple of cages full of slimes, I was like, oh. This is just an exercise in filling out the rest of these cages with the other slimes, you know? Yeah. And I didn't see, it didn't seem like they were going to give me anything interesting. Like, I've seen <laughs> some of the slimes in the overworld, like, you know, they bump into each other and merge and turn into new big slimes, mm -hmm. um, which I guess is semi-novel, you know? Like, that's a little <laughs> bit of something. But it's... You're just trying so hard to compliment Slime Rancher here. Oh <laughs> like, my god. Semi-novel. Semi <laughs> 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 oh my god. So, basically, in summary, Slime Rancher 2 is a bad first date. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like I said in my spiel, it's like, you know, it pulls you in. It's like, here's this, like, cozy vibe. There's some piano music playing, have this nice cup of tea. And then, yeah, the, the tea just keeps coming and it keeps being flavorless and it doesn't get anywhere. And then they read you stuff from the back of the box and it doesn't, doesn't mean anything, you know? Like, <laughs> And then before you realize it, you're just like, oh, now I'm playing the stock market. And it's just it's like, oh, this is such like a gross feeling. Um, <laughs> that it's, it, it's like it's all it's like shrouded in the accoutrement of coziness, but is actually just a subpar thing. Anyway. Yeah, look, hard agree. And I'm really sorry to that person who yeah, loved like, Pyre. Like, and, really, it's, you know, it's it's me. It's not you. <laughs> I, here's another thing. This game reviewed really well. And I know we always I, we always shrug off the, the Steam review score, but it's got a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Hell yeah. 98% of, of Google users like this game. Perfect game. I mean that that percentage though is no good. That's that's trying to like present binary information as something that isn't binary. So like, if if it's ninety eight percent, it just means ninety eight percent of people get, like gave it the equivalent of a thumbs up rather than a thumbs down. And yeah. I feel like that's like people get caught up in the rotten tomatoes thing, right? Yeah. Where it, like that meter is just bullshit because like. Shouldn't most movies be at 100%? Like, who is watching Shawshank Redemption and giving it a thumbs down? Like, I feel like even the most harsh movie critic or, yeah. like, harsh viewer would be like, yeah, that was a 51%, so I'll give it a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. The, the, yeah, you're right. The, the Steam thing is, yeah, just a legit thumbs up, thumbs down. 
Mm. There's so many positive reviews. Uh, I, I wanted to touch on one review that I saw. Oh, where did it go? I've lost it. Oh, no. Are we, like, attacking the community now? Is this yeah. what it's turned into? <laughs> it is. Um, where is it? Oh, I've lost it. Brick. It was good. It was such a good review. Get the pigeon back in. Get the pigeon back in here. It was like, I see slime. I like slime. 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 Like, that was the review. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that that review gave me a better feeling than playing Slime Rancher 2. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, shall we talk about uh, what we're going to play next? Because We got we got to move on. Otherwise, we we're just going to shit on this game that we were like, oh, you know, we're not going to shit on it. If you like it, you like it. And then just like 25 minutes of this game is egregiously <laughs> fucked. This game slapped my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... um. Where are we gonna deviate from the norm here? Because mm. I got my list of four games, but we've actually we've actually got a game in the background we've been talking about um, that Joe mentioned last week. So um, yeah, fear and hunger. Um, I'm sort of a little bit. I don't really mind. Um, I feel like I've kind of taken the wheel accidentally on the last two games clubs. That that's okay. Like when all right. So let's just let's just rewind a little bit. So. Like, with the Games Clubs games, we take it in turns. It's super lax. Um, but last week, you brought up Fear and Hunger, and it's kind of something that was really intriguing for me, mm -hmm. right? Because you were saying it kind of explores themes and stuff which are, like, pretty hardcore, mm -hmm. and a lot of video games don't explore these themes, and it's banned in Australia and blah, 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 blah. Um, but it turns out you can get a copy directly from the developer. They've got, like, a website um, it's pretty cheap. It's like eight US dollars. Yep. Um, and it, and it runs on PC and Mac, which is the big thing. Cause like I've only got a Mac, so otherwise I wouldn't be able to play it. Um, but yeah, and it just feels like all the stars are kind of aligning, mm -hmm. uh, you know, next month we can just go back and choose from, from my four games and that's all good. I'm kind of, I'm kind of up for giving right. fear and hunger a crack for, for June. Great. Well said. Love all that reasoning. I'm all here for it. Let's do it. Let's do fear and hunger one. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Write, in, write so, in and tell us what you think of Fear and Hunger in a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that we're going from Slime Rancher to Fear and Hunger, I feel like. that. Um, and I mean, I'm going in pretty blind. Like, I mm. remember some of the stuff you said last week where it just sounds like it might be heavy. So mm. if, um, you know, you want to play along with us and you've got some triggers or whatever, maybe just do a quick bit of research just to see if any of that stuff is in there. So that, you know, if you still decide to play it, you know where to expect it. Or, uh, yeah, just because um, I don't think we'll have played a game like this before. A lot of the a lot of the games we played are kind of pretty action-y or, yeah. like, narrative. But this, this sounds dark as fuck. Yeah, definitely. A solid mention that I forgot all about. Yeah, the themes apparently in this game are quite heavy. I think there is a mod to turn some of the visuals off, but I don't think it changes a lot of the stuff that happens or that you're exposed to. Mm -hmm. um, so Wow. Wow. Going in blind, that sounds terrifying, and uh, I'm, I'm very interested. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I know a little bit about this game from a video that I watched, but I'm still like... I haven't played it. I don't know what the experience is. It's sort of like mm. you can watch a roller coaster, but you won't know until you go on it sort of feeling. That's how I feel. Amazing, amazing analogy. Dude, like dead Joe at the 40-minute mark, he's resurrected. The phoenix, he's risen back. from the ashes. The slug in the air, flying high <laughs> above the lake. Oh, my God. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, join us in June for uh, Fear and Hunger, but uh, unless you've got any closing thoughts on Slime Rancher. Uh, none of them are positive, so I'm going to leave it. <laughs> okay, you got nothing <laughs> nice to say. Don't say nothing. Yeah. Uh, all right, we hope everyone has a lovely weekend, and we'll catch you next time when it's almost the weekend again. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye.